Hi, I'm Kim LaPree from the Teachers Need Teachers podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. What is it that I can do as an intelligent professional to solve these challenges? And this applies to both your professional and your personal challenges. You are smart, you are capable, you are worthy, and you are deserving of solutions. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. I'm Amber Harper, host of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast, if you have never joined us before. This is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. I am so happy that you're here with us today because we're going to talk about some hard stuff. And we are now in the month of November by the time this episode airs. And you know, when I was teaching full-time in the classroom for 12 years, I always started riding the struggle bus around this time of year, not just because of the, you know, the day-to-day grind of teaching every day, but just because of the seasonal changes. It's getting colder and darker earlier. I don't know where you are in the world, but here in northern Indiana, it is dark in the morning and it is dark at night very, very early. And so I wish that I would have had the tools and strategies back in those days that I do now and the ones that I'm going to talk to you about today. Because today, my friend, we are going to talk about reflecting on your challenges. Now, if you've not joined us before, let me help you understand what it is that we are doing this season with the Burned In Teacher Podcast. The Burn In Teacher Podcast is one year old, and it has come to my attention that a lot of the listeners of the podcast didn't realize that Burned In is an acronym. It's an eight-step process. So today, as I have been for the last few months, I'm unpacking these tools and tips and strategies and this new way of this, this Burned In lifestyle, what it's all about and how it is that you can apply these things to your everyday life. So back in September, we started with Begin Where You Are. That's what B and Burned In stands for. And then last month, in October, we did all things teacher brand. It was you of Burned In, which is understand your teacher brand. So all interviews, all episodes had to do with something surrounding building a positive teacher brand. Now this month in November, we're going to talk about reflecting on the challenges that brought us to the place that we are in now. Really the reason why you're listening to this podcast in the first place, what brought you to teacher burnout? And you'll hear me say it today as I'm going through these steps and strategies that burnout is an effect. It's not a cause. You are in this place because of things that have piled up over time. And today is the day where we are going to uncover that hard stuff so we can begin to take 
action. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, this is one part burnout, all other parts, action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. And we do the hard stuff here. So if you're not interested in doing the hard stuff, this is probably not the episode for you because this is really going to push you to make the changes that you need to make by reflecting on the things that brought you here in the first place. Now, even just talking about, you know, what it is that we're going to be discussing today, it takes me back to a time that I was really struggling. And this was recently, okay? You know, we all have our own battles that we're fighting, um, even sometimes with ourselves. And someone said to me, and it has stuck with me every day when I face a challenge, it's okay to visit the place of frustration or even sadness or even feeling like things are too hard or they're so hard and the challenge is so big. It's okay to visit that place of, I don't know if I can do this. The problem is, is that sometimes we park ourselves in that place and we decide that we're going to live in that place. And that's what I have done in the past um, when I, you know, talked earlier about, I wish that I had these tools and strategies and this resource that, that you do you know, that I'm offering, I wish that I had somebody like this in my life who could say that to me, that it's okay to feel the feelings of regret or frustration um, or sadness. It's, It's really okay. We have to give those feelings respect. However, we do not have to stay in that place. But I think sometimes what we lack is the is the strategy, you know, how, how do I get out of this place? You know, yes, I, I agree, I need to get out of here, but how is it that I do that? And today's episode is all about that. But I wanna quickly tell you that if you've not taken my free teacher burnout quiz to identify what type of burnout you're struggling with, I want you to pause this podcast and do that right now. Just go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz. It's six questions, super fast, less than three minutes to take it, and it will spit out for you an identifier of burned and bored, burned and unbalanced, or burned and over it. And from there, you can download my free teacher burnout cheat sheet. You can get it into your inbox by entering your name and personal email address. I say personal because if you enter your school email address, a lot of times my emails will go to spam. Although I know that you know, my friend, that I am not sending you junk mail. (laughs) So go ahead, get that cheat sheet, walks you through your next action steps. After you've identified your your teacher burnout type, it helps you identify your stage and then gives you specific action steps you can take depending on your type of burnout. Go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz and get that thing taken so you can start to take specific action steps for your burnout type. All right, let's get started into reflecting on your challenges. Okay, so the first thing we're going to start with is why. Now, I know this is not an uncommon question that you've been probably asked to ask yourself in the past. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why did you decide that you wanted to be a teacher? Why are you still teaching today? Simon Sinek made this question really popular and it really went viral a few years ago with his TED Talk and his book called Find Your Why. But we're going to ask why for a different reason today. Because like I said earlier, burnout is an effect, it's not a cause. So we need to figure out why you're here. What brought you to this place. So what I'm going to allow you to do is sit down, get still, and get quiet. 
So if you're listening in your car or you're grocery shopping or you're running, whatever it is that you're doing right now, this is something that I'm going to ask you to really get real about. I want you to list your personal and professional challenges. So although you might be thinking them right now in your head because you don't have access to a computer or um, a paper and pencil, I really want you to physically write out these two lists, one for personal challenges and the other for for professional challenges. This is because you've got to get these things that are hurting you, that have challenged you, that have brought you to this place out from behind your eyeballs, and you need to get them in front of your eyeballs. I am telling you, it is transformational when you can see those challenges laid out in front of you. This is a different kind of list than a to-do list. This is a get it out of your spaghetti brain and put it out on paper, all right? When I say spaghetti brain, I'm talking about all of these thoughts and challenges and frustrations and you know, mixed in with all the things that there are to do, all mixed together like a bowl of cooked spaghetti. And this is somewhat similar to the exercise that I took you through, you know, all the way back in September when we talked about beginning where you are. You know, how long have you physically been in this place? How long have you been in this district, this classroom, this grade level? However, this is taking it now to the next level. Okay, now we've realized how long we've been here, but now we need to go back even farther to decide how or why did I get to this place of burnout in my career? So we're, again, we're kind of zooming in on what it is that that is really, truly challenging us. So that's what I want you to do first. The next thing that I want you to do is I want you to ask yourself why. So once you make those two lists, I want you to go through each individual thing that's challenging you. And I want you to ask yourself why. And you can even, you know, rewrite the challenge and then write the words why. And then write down why is this challenging me? Because it makes me feel this. Because it puts me in this position. Because it reminds me of this. Just get real again with yourself. Why is that challenging you right now? And continue to ask yourself why until you get to this next step. When you can't break it down anymore, This is the hard stuff too. The next question you ask yourself is, can I or can't I truly control this challenge? Now, this is sort of a gut check question, okay? Because I know a lot of teachers. I have a lot of teacher friends. I have a teacher brain. I will never stop having a teacher brain. And I struggle still to wanting to control everyone and everything and every situation around me, even though I know that I cannot truly manage anybody else but myself. Therefore, you have to dig deep into these things that are challenging you, highlight and circle some things together that are the same, that fit into that same sort of pocket of challenges. Okay, so if a lot of, if you have a list of challenges that all have to do with your administration, put those all together. If you have a list of challenges that have to do with your workload, put those together. If you have challenges that have to do with your family, put those together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you may have, you know, five, seven, you know, maybe 12 different groups of things that are challenging you. Hopefully you don't have that many challenges in your life, but if you do, we're going to roll with it and we're going to do what we can with what we have here. So, As you've highlighted and circled those things and grouped them together, you really need to think about, okay, this group of challenges here, can I or can I not control them? 
And if it comes down to you managing other people, if it comes down to you changing who they are and what they do, you need to know you cannot control it. You have to decide that you're going to react or proact differently about their behavior. Now, if we're talking about student behavior, there are things you can do, but there are things you cannot do. You cannot control their home environment. You can't. But you can control the relationships that you build with these students who, when they're acting out, that you know they are seeking help. And I have a great interview that I did with Dr. Elmore. This was episode 34. And we had a fantastic conversation about building bridges instead of walls between us and those students. I also had a fantastic interview with Dr. Desatels. I believe it was episode 28. And we also talked about that trauma-informed instruction. It was an excellent, it's one of my favorite episodes, all about what we can and cannot control um, when it comes to student behavior and even the behavior of our colleagues <laughs> and our own behavior. So making sure that you're not stressing out about things that you can't truly control because it's not healthy. Losing sleep over things that are uncontrollable challenges, it's not healthy and it's it changes nothing. So we have to really think about what it is that we can control. And that takes me to my favorite prayer. I say it to myself all the time. And whether or not you are a religious person, this is up to you how it is that you want to handle um, stating this prayer. And it is the serenity prayer. And you may have heard my episode where I talk about trauma and drama and the difference between the two and what we can do to tackle those things. But it simply goes like this. God, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I love this prayer because it gives me a humanized perspective that there are things that are going to happen that are out of my control. And the only person that I can truly control and truly change is me. My perspectives, my energy, my actions, the way I say things, who I hang out with, those are all things that I have control over. When it comes to things in the past, you know, I was just telling my uh, my brother and my sisters this yesterday. I said, I heard this quote somewhere and I can't remember where I heard it, but depression comes from living in the past. Anxiety comes from living in the future. All we can do is take our next best step. And I like to call it messy action. You just take messy action on the things that you can truly control and the things that really truly matter to you. All right. So I've had some teachers who have actually either typed out this serenity prayer or they've written it out and they hang it somewhere where they can see it on a regular basis because it truly does bring you back and it centers you around, okay, that really stunk, but I can't control it. All I can do is control how I handle myself from here on out. If after today's episode, you're wanting even more, check out this month's Burned In Teacher podcast freebie at burnedinteacher.com slash reflect. In it, I break down what it means to reflect on your challenges because burned in is an eight-step acronym. B stands for begin where you are. U stands for understand your teacher brand. R is reflect on your challenges. N is nurture your strengths. E is extend your reach and possibilities. D is determine your long-term goals. I is initiate lasting change. N is never settle. So go to burnedinteacher.com slash reflect and get this month's Burned In Teacher podcast freebie. Chapter three of my ebook, Burned In Teacher Training. 
eight steps to go from surviving to thriving in education. Enjoy the chapter, take action, and burn on. All right, here's another one that I love to talk about because it's something that's so easy to go back to. As you're looking at all these things that you've listed out as challenges and why it is that they're challenging you, you know, I just said something about how, you know, depression comes from living in the past. We can also get into a really dark place if we start to say things like, well, if she wouldn't have done this or gosh, if I could go back or goodness, if he wouldn't have or if I would have chosen, that shoulda, coulda, woulda. Listen, we are one of the only languages that has these things called subjunctives in our language. And a dictionary.com defines a subjunctive as noting or pertaining to a mood or mode of the verb that may be used for subjunctive, doubtful, hypothetical, or grammatically subordinate statements or questions. Basically saying, hypothetically, well, if this wouldn't have happened, or if she wouldn't have said that, or if our government would look at things differently. Well, the fact is they they did happen or they're not looking at it this way. And that's just a fact. And we can't change what happened in the past. You know, we just, I just kind of alluded to that fact. All we can do is move forward. So if you open your mouth to say, well, if people making the policies and standards would spend a day in education, then they would know how hard this job really is and how unrealistic their expectations are. When you open your mouth to say things like that, that's where you either need to say the serenity prayer (laughs) or you need to change your narrative, okay? You need to say things like, they don't see what I see and I am going to take control over what I truly have control over in my life. Maybe someday they will see, but right now they don't. And it tell, I'm telling you, if things like politics or injustices that are surrounding you, I'm not telling you to ignore them. If they are something that consistently drive you crazy on a daily basis, maybe that's something you need to look into diving into as a future career of yours, maybe getting into politics, maybe looking into policy creation, maybe working at your department of education, you know, looking at a place where you can actually make those decisions, Um, maybe going into administration. If it's something that you consistently think, I have a better way of doing this, then maybe you need to be thinking about a career change in the future. Because where you are now, if you're in the classroom or you are a teacher's aide or you are a nurse or a counselor and you're listening to this podcast episode and you're thinking, yeah, but these things are not fair. Well, we either need to decide to move past them and do what we can within the realm of our control, or we need to get a position where we can actually make some serious changes to those policies. And that is a decision that's totally up to you. And that actually leads us into our next step. And that is being a seeker of solutions. Because like I said at the beginning of this episode, it's okay to visit these places of frustration, but it's not okay to live there. We have to be seekers of solutions. And this is where some of us say, well, these are all the things that are bothering me. And then we go to venting and that's all. That's where it ends. We need to be seeking help. We need to be seeking ideas that will help us to move past these challenges. Okay, so when you are a seeker of solutions, then what you are doing is you're truly digging into who knows more about this than I do, who has experienced these things before, or if I was an expert in this thing, what would I do? Or what do I need to listen to? 
What do I need to Google? All right. What is it that I can do as an intelligent professional to solve these challenges? And this applies to both your professional and your personal challenges. You are smart, you are capable, you are worthy, and you are deserving of solutions. So if you need to pause this and or hit that back 10 second button and listen to it again, do it because you are an intelligent being who has the capabilities and the resources to find solutions if you want solutions bad enough. Okay, so that is your next step. Do the research, ask the questions, seek solutions and write them down. Or right now, if you are in the middle, let's say you're sitting down at your kitchen table and you are listening to this podcast and you're doing the things while you're listening, you're pausing, you're doing the things, and then now you're starting to listen again. So now you have a list of all of your challenges and now you have a list of solutions that could potentially, and I'm not going to say they're easy, but they could potentially solve these challenges or at least take these challenges down a notch and make them not so challenging. What I want you to do is uh, a sort of a follow-up activity. I want you to actually identify your top five challenges. Now, I, I do this with teachers all the time. I have them list their priorities, all the things that they do, and then I have them put them into a list of your top five. So what are your top five challenges, ones that you see as the most urgent, all right? Write each of those challenges on a separate piece of paper or an index card, whatever you want. And then I want you to sit on the floor. And I, I literally want you to sit on the floor and surround yourself with these circle, this circle of challenges, okay? Notice how it makes you feel. Notice what you notice about your body or where your brain goes. You can even take a selfie from above to give yourself some perspective, all right? And I know this might sound woo-woo or silly, but it really does work. The next thing I want you to do is now go back to your list of solutions. Write your top five solutions on separate pieces of paper and now sit inside of those. What I'm hoping and what I know you will feel is empowerment. To know that, wow, I really can take action on some of these things. I really can do the hard things. I really am worthy. I am capable. And this can also offer you some clarity, all right? This, this makes me think of go with the flow, Frank. You know, my agents have changed. I am not going to worry about things I can't control. So right now we're sitting in this circle of control. We're sitting in this circle of solutions. And now you are a seeker of solutions. And now all you have to do is take action. And sometimes that might be the hardest part, <laughs> all right? I didn't say this was going to be easy, I did tell you, though, it was going to help you to move past, get out of this place that maybe you have parked yourself instead of just visiting, all right? We don't want to live there, all right? We want to just acknowledge those feelings, acknowledge those challenges, and then move and take action away from them because that is the only thing that is going to get you out of this perpetual roller coaster of burnout. And I know, I've been there. I see you. I am you. And all I can tell you is that your burnout, your burn in begins and ends with you. So don't let that frustrate you. Let that empower you because you 
can do this. You can get out of burnout. It may not be easy. It may take you to places that at first you don't want to go, but there is power in action, even messy action, imperfect action. And, you know, we could talk about the difference between perfectionism and being a high achiever or having high expectations too. I I see a future episode in that. But right now, I just want you to do something because if you change nothing, nothing changes. So with that, I want to leave you with this agent of change. Capable Carrie says, I am capable and I am worthy. And that should, of course, I've talked about these two adjectives several times now. Feelings of capability and worthiness, because you are. Before we sign off for today, I want to tell you about next week's episode. Next week is episode 50 of the Burned In Teacher podcast, and I have someone incredible coming on the podcast. She influenced me when I was teaching full-time as an educator, and now she influences me also as a podcaster. We have Vicki Davis from the 10-Minute Teacher Podcast coming on next week to talk about challenges and action steps that we can take to move past them. And she gets really vulnerable with us. I cannot wait for you to hear it. So tune in next week. Now take a deep breath. You've got some reflection on your challenges to do. All right? You just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. I'll see you next week. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.